Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. You say you'll never join the Navy. Never climb Mount Fuji on a port visit. Or break the sound barrier. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Learn why at Navy.com. America's Navy, forged by the sea. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match, and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell, on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And back in, this is the official time for the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, usually 11 to 2. But if you've been listening, the guys have been here all morning since 9 o'clock out at Firehouse Subs. 32.54 striving for the past hour, they've been hanging out. With Boogie Huntley, let's get, let's get it back out to West Chris Preston and Boogie. Yeah, you can hang out with us as well. Come on out. Um, where does the name Boogie come from, by the way? How, how long have you had the name Boogie? 
Uh, since I can remember, I've had it since I literally can remember anything. I uh, so I, I guess before I started walking, I used to crawl really fast, and so my brother Roman said, "Look at him boogie," mm. and then I started playing football at four, and ever since then, like when I was out there, my mom would yell, "Go boogie," and so everybody else around would just call me boogie, and that's I've had that like teachers. Everybody just knows me as Boogie, and I've, it's stuck ever since. So does anybody call you Alex, or is pretty much? Um, not many people do call yeah. me Alex. And it's funny, because those people who really do call me Alex, like I always remember, like, okay, this person calls me Alex. It's kind of funny just because nobody, unless my mom gets mad, I don't hear I don't hear my real name. That was my question. Is is, is it Boogie when she's mad, or is it, Ale- or is it Alexander? Is <laughs> Alexander James when she's mad. <laughs> Love that. Like, I know when you hear when you hear the full name oh yeah you oh, the full no, name. you're like oh what did i do yeah yes yeah, sir what did i do uh by the way shout out to boogie's mom miss lisa great lady Definitely. uh shout out to her she's probably listening i got a feeling oh 100%. she's listening oh, in. what's so, up mom i know you yeah. are definitely hey love you i'll see you i'm gonna come over this weekend I'll okay say that. there you go shout out to boogie's mom uh again great lady uh we were talking boogie about uh Preston had a great great question about the guys that play to the echo um, or through the echo of the echo. Through the echo. Oh. Yes, uh, the extra echo there. Um, who are the guys uh, as well that are just kind of, you know, maybe you wouldn't expect the level of competitive nature from them just by seeing them off the field. I always heard Javon Gwynn was like just laid back, chill guy, and then once we're once we're playing, like it's a, it's a completely different person. Are there some guys that just kind of that dog comes out when they hit the field, but are just completely different off the field yeah i mean javon when you hit it uh i used to love going against javon because javon was super cool like just a chill guy like you know just go like he was cool gold flow guy but then on the field he turns into that guy who's gonna go to the whistle who's gonna cheap shot you he gonna do whatever <laughs> he gotta do and that's kind of what you want at o-line those dudes who gonna get it done and he was definitely somebody who got it done and then uh i also i was saying running backs most of the running backs here it's like you can tackle them to the ground they're still going to get up and try and run to the end zone. Mm. And it's just like, wait a second. And then they're going to be over there saying they scored. And it's like, what? Which is good, though. You know, they're trained to just don't stop running. But I, I think the another guy who just keeps on my mind about playing just like that is Debo Williams. I mean, Debo is going to play to the end of the whistle. And even when practice is over and we're all chilling, eating lunch, he's still going to have that same energy. Like that is just who he is. That that just constant energy and, and an intense kind of guy, and he's like that on and off the field. But it, you know, it's it's helped him a lot. We we were talking about this off air a little bit, but uh, I thought it was it was going in a cool direction, a little bit philosophical. But um, the fact that if you have so many guys on a football team, you got every personality under the sun, and uh, even right there in your own room, you're like. I'm sure all the defensive linemen, they have their different personalities, and then, um, you know, you can spread it on out to the other position groups as well. But um, h- how cool is that for you just to kind of build those bonds? Maybe, maybe with guys you you maybe never even would have known to hang out with this guy, but you find, oh, you have football in common, and then that sort of brings you together. Um, I know you'll look back. I mean, your, your time here has probably already flown by, but um, what, what can you say on just sort of those bonds that you have built through football? Yeah, no, it was crazy. Like like you were kind of saying, football, the locker room, the teams, it brings in every different type of person. And so you get to make these friendships and bonds with people. 
And it's so crazy because, like you said, a guy who you never thought you'd be close to, you're best friends with, like like CBS last year. We were in the same apartment, and so, you know, we would hang out here and there. And then he's he left like a week ago, and it hurt me because I was like, man, this one of my best friends. Like, I'm with this dude every day. And so, or MJ Webb, like, this, this super southern from, from uh, you know, the south of Georgia guy. And that's like... <laughs> As like a almost like a little uh, a little big brother to me, I guess. But like that's one of my best friends too. And so all these guys, you know, leaving, uh, they, I made these bonds that I'll have forever. Like I know I got had some coaches um, at Hammond who went to South Carolina, like Coach Barnes, Eric Kimry, and they they'll say like, yeah, I still talk to my teammates to like right now. Like we're in the group mm-hmm. chat, all this stuff. And so that's that's one thing I'm happy about is I made this bond that it's gonna last forever with a lot of guys. And we we all know Barnes and Camry are getting pretty old, so <laughs> just just throwing that out there, if either of them are listening. Oh, yes, uh, yeah, considering I'm in a group chat right now with <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barnes exactly. and Camry. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it, Wes. Uh, I mean, made me feel good. I'm, I'm right up there. I'm about to be right up there with you. But uh, but for real, I mean, no, Pres- that, Preston brings that up. True. Yeah. That's 100% true. If you just meet people that you would have never met before, you get the amount of time that you spend with these people in the same room and you see them through their ups and downs and celebrations it's uh it's it's a unique experience that you don't get anywhere else do y'all talk about we talk about them that's what i'm saying that's all we talk about do y'all talk about so in your future 10 years from now you're going to be watching you're the, say, who's number 95 the 2032 yeah. gamecocks texting like Man, what's this guy doing? Yeah, what's no, what's exactly. up with his technique? Yeah, no, it, it's funny because like, I'm thinking about it because it's just knowing the group of guys like we are. We're going to be there 10, 15 years from now and be like, man, if this was us, we wouldn't let that happen or something like that. <laughs> 100 Yeah. And see, yeah. that's the thing. The older you get, the better you get. Oh, too. So it's oh like, yeah. yeah, I never got reached. What? Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at them getting reached by. What's wrong with yes, them? They sir. don't know how to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm looking at these old dudes like, bro. I know you used to get rich. I know you used to tap your helmet. Yes, sir. You used to loaf, all that. But all of a sudden, when you get older, it's like, oh, man, I was the greatest. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah, it's coming. You still got a little while for that. <laughs> yeah, Boogie, uh, what, what you, this is one of those things where, like, I'm supposed to know this, but the the transfer portal stuff and then <laughs> the uh, the COVID year and all, how many years do you have left? Do you know? Uh, or are you just like you're about? Uh, yeah, I have. Because um, it's like if you're a junior, so you're I, not really a junior. You're yeah, yeah, no. I think with the COVID year, I think I would have like three or something. Yeah, and, and it's, 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 at some point it's like whoa, three years. <laughs> yeah. of, so no, nah, yeah. that's like it's you know. I think like if I was like you know scavenging for years, I think I could get like three or something, but. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, I'll, I'm blessed and just keep working. I, I don't have to do that. Or, you know, you know, you we'll, never, yeah. We'll see what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's not even on my head at all, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, what, um, what is on your head? What's, what are, you, are there, are there particular goals for this year? I know every offseason, I'm sure it's like, just get better. I got to get better every day. But is there anything in particular you're like, this is what I am focused on from this offseason going into next year? Um, I mean, first, like, and this has been every year for me. The first goal is to win. Like, no matter whatever, whatever we got to do, we got to do that. Like, individual team goal, both of them, whatever I have to do, whatever the guy next to me has to do, we got to do that so we can win. Because that's where everything starts. You know, the winning teams are the guys who get looked at, get drafted, get get all this stuff. And so, if you start with winning, 
And then you start breaking down, okay, Lynn, I want to do this. I want to have this many sacks. I want to have this many tackles. I want to be in the game for this long. Then it's like, okay, well, if you're winning, then, you know, it, it's just going to fall in line. So first and foremost, I want to win. I mean, obviously, I, I kind of want to be just, you know, a leader on that defense. I want to, I, I want people to look at me and be like, okay, yeah, like when, when, when other team cuts on the tape, they're like, all right, 95, like, we're going to have to da-da-da, you know, play up for this guy, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so that's where I'm at right now with it. I'm sure once I get more like fall camp, I'll definitely break down numbers, stuff like that. It's third and two or it's third and seven. What's your favorite down? Third and seven. Third and long. If I Why? can, I, I, I love to rush the passer. It's like there is nothing in me more that that's like, that's the love of football. You get to rush the passer. It's a one-on-one with your guy. Sat the quarterback. That's the big play. Like if you don't love that, then it's kind of it's an issue right there. You got to love to rush the passer, and then stopping the run. It's like you, that's what you do to earn the right to rush mm-hmm. the passer. Like you got to stop the run if you want to rush. It's the like passer. eating your vegetables. Like all right, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You got to do it, but right. it's you know, not it's not as fun. Can, can y'all on the field feel that energy in the stadium when it's a home game and you know, it's, it's second and nine, and you get that stop for no gain, or it's an incomplete pass, and so it's third and long. They start doing the rooster crow thing. Mm-hmm. The fans start standing up, and you can, oh, like, yeah. sort of feel it, and then you're like, all right, they got to close out this drive, yeah. right? Like, you got to get – this is your chance to go get the quarterback, mm-hmm. and you know they're probably not going to run the ball, so you're pinning your ears back. Can you all feed off? Oh yeah. What, I mean, what is that moment like? I guess it's is what like, I'm trying to say it's like you know those those action movies, and then the music's rising. <laughs> those those little scenes where it's like, okay, this something's about to happen. That's kind of what it feels like. And the thing is, it's all in your favor, especially at home. I mean, I personally, I felt it in Jacksonville. Mm. You know, when we was we was you know we was on fire that first quarter. We was going was up. I felt that same thing at first, and then you know some things happened. But you definitely feel it at home. I mean, it's electric. I think the other team feels it for sure. And so when you're sitting there, you know everybody's just go like everybody's on your side, and it's crazy. It's it's just feeling unreal. Like you, I don't, I can't say this feels like that because it, it feels it's its own entity, kind of. If Coach Lindsey was here right now and he was giving you your off-season report and he said, "Boogie, you need to work on these two things," what do you think Coach Lindsey would say? He don't have to tell him what he actually said. But yeah, what do you think he <laughs> would say. Um. Ooh. Okay, well, one, I think I, I think we're at the level just because I'm an older guy now. I'm a vet. You know, I've been with him uh, two years now. I think the first thing would be, like, I know all the drills. I know all, all the techniques and stuff. So now let, let's kind of, like, perfect them almost. Let's master this stuff. Let, like, let's be a true D lineman on and off the field. And so that's one. And then two, um, I think what he wants me to I think a big thing that he want for me, too, is be a leader in the room. You know, like you said, Zach left, MJ left, and MJ been there for a long time. So we've had two big guys leave. And then, you know, that whole Tonka thing, we don't, I don't know if he's going to be next to me on the on the interior, next to me on the end. I don't know where he's going to be. So I think he definitely want me to step up in the room, too. I think that's a big thing. By the way, confirmation, mom is listening. Yep. She tweeted us. Yeah. Uh, she appreciated the shout-out. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I figured she was. Yeah, figured yeah. she was. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to go back to the atmosphere thing real quick. Did you have a favorite atmosphere this year? I mean, I know there are several home games where crowds sort of took over. A&M, there was like 
ten, oh, almost crazy. ten false starts. It felt like it was crazy. It was wild. Obviously, Tennessee as that one felt like as the game went on, the crowd got louder and yep. louder. Um, did, did you have a favorite one? Um, uh, see, it's crazy because one of my favorites was Clemson actually. Yeah, because not only were we kind of deep in Clemson. But after the game, we stormed their field, <laughs> and I, that was that. I'm telling you, that was like that was that was a crazy feeling. And then obviously, that, that's probably tied with Tennessee. You know, Tennessee that first really big win, and the, the people rushing. I mean, those those are lit like two moments I'll never forget ever. Those are two crazy times, and it, it's electric. The fans are crazy here. They, I, I think they're second to none. So. They they really do some some crazy stuff. Did um, don't try not to give us the press conference answer. Tennessee week. Okay. Going into that game, did y'all did y'all have a feeling? Because you know that's one of those games you go yeah. in. They're top five. South Carolina's just coming off the Florida game. Not one of the best performances of the year. Maybe that the fans are down a little bit going into this game. Putting it lightly a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, did y'all have a feeling? That was going to happen? One thing I know about, like, me is whenever, if I ever hear something in the locker room about, like, oh, man, like, da-da-da, we got Tennessee or something like that, I'm like, like, you're lame. Like, that's, <laughs> like, how are you going to be in the SEC and then when another good team come, you sitting there like, dang, we got to play them. Like, now nah, it's like, well, if you want to, if one, if you want to win, or two, if you want to go to the league, you got to face the best on their team mm-hmm. every single day. So it's like, you know, that's what you got to do. But one thing I will say is that every time when we put that helmet on, it is straight competition. Like, we want to win every – like, I, even in every game, I've never put that helmet on and felt like, man, like, I'm not feeling good. Every game is like, we're about to go out there and we're about to do it to them. So that is one thing I will say. Like, if, 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 if like, that little eh, in the locker room happens um, – it kind of just like gets me mad. It's like, bro, why are you here then? You know, but come game time, though, there is no, there is no second doubt about anything. It, it is we're about to go win. Natural leader. He's there. He's definitely, definitely a leader. Because you know, my first question, I was like, all right, I know the Florida game was disappointing, but who's the player on the team that cracked the first joke after being so disappointed? <laughs> Nah, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, because the thing is, like, there are some times where those jokes are made and you can't help but laugh. Cause <laughs> no, it, better question. When y'all, got, when y'all got put on Coach 30, and oh, how, was, how was that in the locker room? Oh, I was laughing. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of laughing just because it's like, dang, he did it to us. He got <laughs> us. Because uh, he, he, uh, he did one thing about us last year, too. I think it was Jamar Brown. He dropped the ball before right. he went, ran in the end zone. He had like a fumble recovery or something. Yep. Dropped the ball. And so he was on the stand. But then when he did it again, I was just watching it like, no, he got us. And so like there are definitely moments where you're sitting around there like, like what just happened, <laughs> bro? But then there's also moments where we're sitting there like, all right, but we can't, we can't like let that happen again. But there's definitely times where you kind of just got to sit back and laugh and then just know like this ain't good. But, you know, it has its moments. How, how did y'all bounce back from that game so well? I know that's an open-ended question, but it was the way y'all played down the stretch um, was impressive, man. And, and Coach Beamer, all the credit in the world, too. Like, I feel like two years in a row, y'all have sort of built up to what y'all were at the end of the year, finished the year on high notes both times. 
Um, was there was there anything you can pinpoint, or is it just a matter of everybody kind of just still staying the course and trying to do things the right way? Uh, I think it was kind of staying the course. And also, I mean, our, our offense clicked Tennessee game, mm-hmm. and that was kind of, I know in my opinion, when you see that, especially the way we did Tennessee game, we hadn't seen that all year. Like, the way, the way they played Tennessee game, it was like, whoa. So once we got a little taste of that Tennessee game, and we started going, and we was like, okay. And once we did that, next week was like, man, you see what, like, what we're capable of, kind of? Mm-hmm. It was just this feeling of, like, we can, win the, we can win the natty. Like, if we run the season back with that same team, in our heads, it's like, we're going we're, we're gonna to shake something up. And so it was, that's really what it is. I think once we all clicked and came together and realized what we could be, it's like, man, we, we can really do some crazy stuff. All right, we got to hit a break, y'all. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation with Boogie Huntley. Uh, you can come join us as well. We are here on Forest Drive, uh, right by uh, sort of near the old mall. Uh, come on out. We're at Firehouse Sub. Um, we got Chris, Preston, Boogie, and myself, Wes Mitchell. We'll talk to you on the other. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast, where each week we watch every episode of Smallville, a show that changed our lives forever and perhaps your lives too. I'm Michael Rosenbaum. Hello, I am Tom Welling. What was the sign off now? Always remember Talkville. That's it. Always hold on to Smallville, folks. We love you. Couldn't do it without you. Got a great season two coming up. Catch up with season one or start season two on YouTube or wherever you listen. You say you'll never join the Navy. Never climb Mount Fuji on a port visit. Or break the sound barrier. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Learn why at Navy.com. America's Navy. Forged by the sea. Side. Live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios, this is 1075 The Game. Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell, on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Been going all morning long since 9 o'clock. Guys are out at Firehouse Subs at 32.50. Forest Drive, going to be there until 12. Still time to hang out, get a picture with Boogie Huntley, and of course, get yourself a delicious Firehouse Sub. Back out to the guys. Yeah, we've been uh, eating. Well, I have. I have been eating a lot. Let me be fair. Uh, Preston enjoyed. I think that was the first New York steamer for Preston okay. before he left us. He gave it a very strong review. That's one of my favorites, too. I've sampled, I think, three different times, three different ones, Wes. And uh, there is still time left before we're out of here at noon. So, yeah, come check us out, Firehouse Subs. A couple more segments, too. With Boogie Huntley, appreciate you coming out today, Boogie. I know that uh, you are here as part of an NIL deal, actually, with Garnet Trust. I, I want to hit on NIL a little bit in this segment because we've gotten, uh, we've been talking about it a lot because of you know how much it's out there, how prevalent it is. We've gotten Preston's take. Um, he was obviously a player. We make all the old jokes about Preston, but it really wasn't that long ago. But definitely before the advent of nil and and player compensation and the ability to kind of build your own brand and everything so i want to get your take on that boogie but first of all again you're here as part of a garnet trust deal i know you've done a few things with those guys just tell us a little bit about how your experience has been with with garnet trust and on the nil front yeah i mean i think it's kind of one of the key things to the game cost kind of keep progressing and progressing Uh, garnet trust is kind of what it helps the players out really there, there's not always these 
things now that helps us out. And I think Garnet Trust is kind of that thing. That that's the thing that that the players need. It kind of connects connects us with the fans. And I think it's so important to the future of the Gamecocks in South Carolina and in all sports, really. just uh, It's a very pivotal thing that, that we'll need to just keep progressing, like with people just joining and connecting. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to help teams get better and, and, and more just being closer to the fans, the players, and everything. So I think it's huge, personally. You know, when, when Preston played, or heck, even like five years ago or three years ago, you know, players like Wes said, I mean, you had a YouTube channel. If you had a YouTube channel that was monetized, nope, can't do that. Now it's it's good. And so I feel like there's been a lot of conversation about, well, this guy's getting a million dollars or this guy's getting this amount of money. But as a player, I mean, give us, like, the current player NIL era perspective on just in general, like, branding, how important that is, being able to learn, like, how to manage money and being able really to capitalize on being able to earn some money, I mean, you you guys, football's a, like a full-time job for you. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to go get jobs outside of this, really. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's what a lot of people don't get. It's like, I think some people just think, oh, they're playing football, they're going to get paid and stuff like that. But what it really is is we're kind of college students. We have everything a college student has. But then we also have football, which football is a full-time job. <laughs> And then it's things like like Garnet Trust and, and opportunities for NIL that kind of help us keep going, so we can have some of that some of that little extra money. Because the thing is, it's like it, it, it is difficult. It is really difficult, especially if you're not you know a huge name. Mm-hmm. You know, so you really have to be really good at branding or marketing or or just really you know using all your opportunities because. If you're not a super huge name or, or if you don't touch the ball a lot, it's a lot harder to get NIL deals. And so, like Garnet Trust, obviously, they, they kind of, you know, go around a bunch of different people. They have mm-hmm. a bunch of different opportunities. And so I think that's really crucial. Um, I know we had a conversation at one point a while back where you had kind of talked about getting into coaching, right? Is a that, little bit. A little bit. Like, what, what, what are your current thoughts? Because it's been a while since we talked about that. What are you thinking about long-term, like, after ball? Because that kind of applies to, like, mm-hmm. branding, NIL, business, stuff like that. Like, what are your current thoughts on what you want to do after after ball is over, whenever that is? Yeah, well, I, if everything goes how I want, you know, if I have a, if I have the career in the NFL I want to have and, and the, uh, the future goes how I want, I would love to go back and coach, like, high school D-line. You know, kids yeah. who, who want to go to that next level. Because once you hit the next level, it, it's it's a very different business. And so, just because I love, I love the sport. I love the position a lot. I love the, I love D line, and so I love to be able to coach those kids who are trying to get there, give them some of that knowledge. And then, if I ever did, like, I, they're so pass rush specialists are a new thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think BT Jordan was like the huge notable one at Michigan State, and I that's like a that's a dream job right there too. And so stuff like that. That that's the type of coaching I I'd really be into, you know, just being able to just give kids who really want to learn, and, and it's not sure. Oh, I gotta like recruit this guy to come here and do all this extra <laughs> stuff. It's just us, you know, trying to get better at ball and just stuff like that. So college coaching not for you, your own record. Uh, I mean, I never know how the future will go. I'm not gonna put it out, but it's definitely something that's that I think it, it's a whole another beast. It is. I mean, you think about the hours. Obviously, I mean, they're compensated well. Yes, and that's the one thing. It's like, <laughs> that's why I'm not putting out because they definitely are. But, 
It is a, it is a, it's a college is a very cutthroat business. And it's so, a business. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete business. <laughs> and so it, it's like, man, that, 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 I don't know. In, in recruiting too, I don't know. Yeah, so I was going to say you're going for the more like pure form of the game. Oh, for sure. Like training or high school coaching because, you know, college coach, now you're a, I mean, it, it to me, we talk about this a lot, Weston. I mean, that is like the, most demanding coaching job because you think about going to the NFL and a lot of people are like, oh, it's long hours, it's full, it's year-round type mm-hmm. of thing. But you got recruiting. Oh my! Goodness. Now with recruiting, you have the NIL piece, mm-hmm. so you're doing that. You're recruiting, you're coaching. So there's a lot. I- any interest outside of ball and coaching there from like a business standpoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I uh, one thing that I I love about. Uh, Columbia and even Hammond and everything is I've made so many different connections and, and uh, friendships and bonds with many different people of like mentors of many different ages and so that's one thing I always know like when that time comes when I'm done with ball and I want to take my next step I'm going to reach out to those people in all different all different uh, businesses or worlds of realities or whatever and just talk to them, you know, see what they think. See, could tell them how I feel, where I'm looking to go, stuff like that, and see what they think. And I think that's the best thing to do is have somebody who's done it before. They kind of tell you and let you know just the realest stuff. Because doing, for example, like doing real estate is all good and all, but if you're just jumping in, it's going to be a lot harder than being able to talk to somebody about it or, or just stuff like that. When you um, – I know we don't know what the future holds, but let's say you go – you know, play in the NFL for several years, and and then your playing days are over, in whatever that form that looks like. Do you see yourself coming back to Columbia? Like, could you see putting roots down here for like for the long term? Yeah, I could see that. Honestly, I mean, I've I've made a lot of good. I've met a lot of good people here. There's a lot of great things here, so I definitely could see that. You know, it's a uh, Columbia is a great place. It has uh, you know, it has a lot of stuff, and I mean, I'm a big. I'm a big beach guy. I always said, like, <laughs> if I, I might, you might find me out in Charleston when I'm retired. But, you know, <laughs> Columbia has Lake, Lake Murray right over there, Lake Watery, all these different types of stuff. But, yeah, I could see that. Easy access to the beach from here, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot down there. Yeah. You can shoot up to the mountains. Yes, sir. Got a lot going for it. Yes, um, so, Boogie, we're uh, – I, I got to change the subject a little bit. That's cool. Um because I missed this question earlier. We've talked about food so much today. Um, that's my go-to. If I if I don't know what to talk about in any conversation, I'm like, we're going to talk about food. Oh, you got to love food. Um, Boogie was telling us before that he's got to, he already ate. Then he's got to go back. He's got to eat some more. But everybody I talk to, Boogie, talks about the nutrition staff y'all have at Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kristen, the job that her entire crew does. So... If you can, man, maybe tell the fans out there a little bit about um, just what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, what the mills look like, and just the job they do to make sure y'all are hitting those nutrition goals. Oh, no, it's crazy. You know, I think sometimes they go overlooked, and uh, it's crazy how much they do. They have, uh, it matters when we're there, but at least they'll usually have breakfast, lunch there for us, and that's like buffet style. You can Mm -hmm. go, and then behind the counter, they have so for breakfast they'll have a breakfast station, uh, breakfast sandwich station, or an omelet station, and you could go through the whole buffet, get an omelet and a breakfast sandwich, and then eat that, wrap it up, take it home, do whatever you want with it, and then right after lift you come out, your lunch is out there, whole buffet style, and then behind the behind the counter they'll usually have something like sometimes it's like hibachi station, pasta station, whatever it is, all made to order, 
and then you can get as much food and then refrigerators packed the protein shakes waters gators whatever it is you can get as much as what you want take it back home whatever you need and so that's kind of one of those things like there's no excuse to not weigh as much as you should or, mm-hmm. or even weigh like not lose weight because right. when you want healthy food or when you need a plan they'll literally be like, oh, okay come sit down and put you on a plan and just like that and so they go overlooked and then even then there's like a little some people don't know but there's like a little room back there with snacks fruits all type of stuff where you can just go grab whatever you need boom leave and so it's crazy how much how much stuff we got and how much work they put into it too because they're always trying to make get us healthy food but also food we like mm-hmm. and so that's a big thing too can we come up there and eat the food honestly Do you have permission no honestly they'll, if there's a day i'll definitely talk to them be like yo <laughs> let's get let's get them up here real quick give them yes. a little tour maybe yes. maybe try the food <laughs> no we can do that all i want is a breakfast sandwich and i'm happy i'm a oh, hu- yeah i'm yeah, a huge I'm breakfast yes. <laughs> yes that bacon egg and cheese i'm, mm-hmm. I'm what's uh, what's our go-to what's your go-to up there man uh, go to breakfast sandwich. I'll get two of them. I'll get a turkey bacon egg and cheese sandwich. Okay. And then I'll get that. But that's my go to at the facility for sure. But I'm a huge breakfast guy, even outside of the facility. Huge breakfast guy. Have you um, Have you been involved in the little like cooking demos? I'm sure oh, yeah. where you cook for yourself and oh, all that yeah. stuff. How How is that? Uh, just learning some some techniques in the kitchen. No, it's good. I mean, I, I've learned some things that I don't think. I've ever, you know, be able to learn just because we have culinary chefs out there like geniuses, <laughs> yeah. you know, all types of stuff. So they've given us chances to cook shrimp, calamari, like all these crazy things that I'd never even planned on cooking. I've been, I've had the opportunity to just cause, you know, so it's great. We're going to keep talking some food, but we got to hit a break. Uh, we are again are at Firehouse Subs. It smells amazing in here. You can get your lunch. Just come on out. Um, or if you don't have much time, hit firehousesubs.com. Hit the little rapid rescue button. You can order it to go, but come say what's up to us. Uh, we got to hit a break. We'll be right back. You say you'll never join the Navy. Never climb Mount Fuji on a port visit. Or break the sound barrier. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Learn why at Navy.com. America's Navy. Forged by the sea. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Tyler in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. The boys out at Firehouse Subs at 3250 Forest Drive. A couple more minutes to go. Going until 12 o'clock. Hanging out. With Boogie Huntley, going to get it back out to them now. Yeah, appreciate you, Tyler. And, uh, man, we've had several Gamecock-clad folks coming by uh, the 3250 Forest Drive location of Firehouse Subs. That's where we're hanging out. Uh, Come on down and get yourself any of the Firehouse Subs. They're awesome. You can actually come out since today is Friday. I need to mention the sub of the day. That is the uh, Jamaican Jerk Turkey. West, which we sampled, I think, when we were in Orangeburg for the first time. It is really good. Five ninety nine for a small, seven ninety nine for a medium. There's a sub of the day every single day at any of the fourteen locations in the Midlands of Firehouse Subs. So, uh, yeah, got a little bit more time here with Boogie Huntley until noon. We we were just talking about off air, Boogie. We get you to talk about this a little bit, like just taking care of your body. So we've hit on nutrition, but like, so after a game Saturday. 
I know Sunday's practice is generally like for younger guys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of y'all. That's a light day for y'all. Y'all are off on Monday, and then you're back at it Tuesday. What does your body feel like on Sunday morning after an SEC game? Uh, honestly, sometimes it's like it feels like you've been in a fight. <laughs> like honestly, it's like sometimes you wake up and you're just like, man, like <laughs> what did I like? What what happened? <laughs> and, and a lot of times you'll wake up feeling things that you didn't feel even after the game just because your adrenaline's still mm-hmm. running and then you wake up and you're like whoa I, I don't remember this and so it's it, it is taxing on your body for sure and then sunday we go in and sunday we're heavy squatting and so it's like you gotta you got a quick quick time period to to recover buggy um we hadn't talked about this at all but what was it like to be on the the Gamecock show? I can't. What what was it called? Uh, preseason, um, the ESPN. Oh show. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what the thing was. Why called. Why can we not remember? Yeah, but you were the star. <laughs> You're the star of the show. But I don't know if you know this, but you were the star of the show. Did, yeah. did you watch it? I watched. Uh, I watched one episode. I I, I did watch it, but I, I don't. I don't remember too much of it, but. I remember the parts I was in selfishly, but <laughs> I uh, I did see a little bit of it. That was like NFL films or something. Yeah, man. like they yeah. were like hard knocks. Or no, something. Th- yeah, it was kind of. It was. That, that was pretty cool though. It was a cool experience for sure. Were they like following y'all around more any more than usual, or it's like because I know Justin King and those guys they get all this background stuff anyway. Are they all? Are they always around? For yeah, stuff? no, just yeah, no. Justin King's media staff they do. I, they're best in the nation, like without a doubt. But they like that. I think, in my opinion, they, that media staff is easily the best in the nation. It's crazy what they can do, but they are always, they are always <laughs> got the camera. And so sometimes you're like, hey, cameras here, like, you know, be careful. But now nah, the 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 other media or the other staff when they're filming that, I think the coolest thing they do is they they mic us up and practice and stuff yeah, like that yeah. sometimes. So that was pretty fun. And then one time they followed me to class, and I'm telling you, it was like it was start of class. Well, I'm walking to Darla from like 6:50, and man, I'm sweating. <laughs> All these people coming, and it was that was a crazy experience. Like it's like floodgates open from Darla, and I'm walking out. And you just see a bunch of people. Like I'm having to like weave through people <laughs> with a a big old camera behind me trying to hold this conversation. So that that was a, that was a funny moment. That that's like on um on ESPN now on Sunday Night Baseball, they they like mic a guy up while he's playing. And uh, guy will be like at first base, and like, or if it's a first baseman and somebody's on first, he'd be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm mic'd up, mic'd up." Like, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to give the little heads up, oh, like, no. "Hey, 100%. be yourself, but yeah, like, be aware." <laughs> before practice, like, if you're like some of your buddies or the guys are mainly around, you gotta kind of look at them and be like, "Hey, I'm mic'd up. Just <laughs> let you know." You know, you don't have to say anything more than that, but all you have to do is somehow let them know you're mic'd up, and that's all you got to say. It, that that was funny. That episode that you were the star of. That they um they shorted you a sack. Was that Beamer? Yeah. Did Be- it was. Beamer? Sh- Beamer. He looks. <laughs> he's like, I remember it. No, I remember you it. You're not happy. You're that, was not a, happy that was a spring game. Right? It was a spring game. He yeah. shorted you a sack. They did. I think because that would have been two sacks in a row. I don't know if it was back to back plays or like sack play another sack and it's it's funny because we lost that spring game by a touchdown and that was the drive they scored on and that uh-huh. would have put them that would have made them punt the ball so they never would have scored we never would have lost spring game but you know that's that's Come the on, life man. of a of uh controversy know, yeah that's just how it goes yeah beamer had to repay you yeah he'll have to give you like a little bit more leeway yeah. like don't blow the whistle quite 
No, it, it, we mess with we mess with Beamer a lot about that whistle because we when we get back there we want the whistle blown, and so when we're doing like team versus team or anything like that, if we see a pass completed and we think we got a sack, we're in Beamer's ear. He, we we're gonna let him know like, hey, we got a sack, and so you know they always check it in, in film, see how it goes, but it, it was funny. So we can review and film like, all right. That probably was a sack, or there's kind of a discussion. Oh, oh, oh yeah, and it's usually like like with Coach Lindsey. If we're sitting back there and we're like, "Oh, that was a sack," he'll look, he'll let us know. He'll either be like, "Yeah, I get that too," or he'll just be like, "No, you ain't no. get that." Yeah, <laughs> he'll tell you sure. He'll be like, "You're not getting that." But yeah, no, we have a lot of we have a lot of sack debates in there. Do y'all uh, play jokes on each other, or like the coaches, or each other, like any pranksters? Um, if if it had to be anybody, it would be TJ. T.J. Sanders. Okay. I wouldn't really? even say he's a okay. prankster, but he is a jokester. I mean, all he does is joke all day. He's one of the funniest guys on the team. Like, just being around him, he, you're going to laugh. And that's just because he's kind of like an uncensored guy. Like, he says on what's on his mind, and he doesn't, like, and that's just who he is. And it's, it is really fun to be around him. And and he's another guy actually just going back to a couple conversations ago who plays to the whistle. Like he'll be he'll be pass rushing. If a move don't work, he'll do another and just keep going and keep going to the whistle blow. So that's really good. TJ a big basketball guy in high school. He uh, was. I always like following these recruitments and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I see a big man who's good at basketball, yeah, I'm like they're probably going to be pretty good because it means you're light on your feet. You yeah, got oh, some yeah. dexterity, yeah. agility. Oh, for sure. Yeah, TJ's no. got an upside on him, man. Yeah, he does, 100%. And, yeah, TJ, he, if you ask TJ now, he'll claim that he is a hooper now. <laughs> like, he's a hooper now. I I, I, uh, I always try and tell him, like, TJ, bro, let it go. <laughs> but the, the couple times I've seen him with Strom, though, he can he can hoop. Uh, so we, we need to get this. All right, so we always ask, we try to ask all the guys for their, like, starting five on the team. Like, Josh Van gave us his. He put himself on it, I think, mm-hmm. as a point guard. Yeah. Can you verify? Like, was he good? Did you ever see him see, play? I, I've seen Josh play a couple times, and he is he is all right. So, he's like, no, no, like, he's he's pretty good. He's definitely pretty good. I know, like, it's funny because when y'all did this with Josh, it was like this whole debate. Like a bunch of people. Was oh, like, it caught oh, on. Oh my god, <laughs> I had my starting five when y'all made that because everybody was talking like, oh no, I need this, that, that, that. <laughs> And so yeah, no, I. It is funny because when I thought about my star vibe, I was like, I just got a bunch of big dudes, and we're just gonna have to hold it down. Okay. Yeah. That's that's actually a really good strategy. I feel like. Yeah. Um, what did was it Josh or Jaheen? One of them was like pretty adamant. I feel like that they were the best. It was Josh. I it think it was Josh. Josh, cause Josh is Josh does claim to be very good at basketball. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he is good. I don't I don't know like what level of good he is because I can't quite remember but I've ne- I've only heard good things. About okay, him. all right. So um, Chris and I here aren't big radio guys, but I do know we're about to bust out a new skill set, Chris. This is called a radio tease. We've got to hit a break, but on the other side, Boogie is going to give us his starting five lineup <laughs> for Gamecock football players playing basketball. So we'll be right back. We're at Firehouse. We'll see you on the other side. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. A couple more minutes to go here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Really, the whole takeover morning. They've been out there since 
9 o'clock at Firehouse Subs on Forest Drive. Perhaps the most important information of the day, you got to find out who Boogie Huntley's starting five are. Yeah, we need some type of uh, build-up music or something here. But he's had all break to think about it. However, I think he already had it in mind immediately. And Boogie, the floor is yours. Who, Who's on your starting five, man? Who's the starting lineup? Yeah, you were right, though. I definitely had this on my mind for a long time. So starting with myself, obviously, just because every time I've hooped with a lot of these guys, and, and we're all playing. I don't think I've lost. <laughs> Strictly just because. Undefeated. I, yeah, I, and that's really just because, one, I, I, like, I'm going to go out there. I, one, because I'm good at basketball. That's one. <laughs> and two, because I'm going to do stuff. Like, I'm going to be that guy, fast break, playing defense, just because I don't want to lose. So myself. Two, Tonka Hemingway. I mean, Tonka was a stud in high school basketball. Like, he has all those records. Like, he's done it all. And, and Tonka, it, me and him are kind of both co- like we're competitors. We do not want to lose. And so if we need to go back, run back, play defense, whatever it is, or we need to get those reads, make those good passes, Tonka going to do it. So that's two. T.J. Sanders. T.J. Sanders is kind of like Tonka with the with the high, the history of basketball. And T.J., he, he's actually like he is a hooper, though. I, I will say that T.J. can put the ball in the rim. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can do all that. So I definitely will have TJ in there. And then this is this was a surprise, I think, to everybody I've ever said this to. And this is Nick Barrett. The reason I say Nick Barrett is because Nick Barrett, he has a solid little post fadeaway. He has a he can score in the paint. But Nick is is the big guy that nobody wants to guard. He's gonna try and back you down and it's just gonna it, it's hard to stop. Like it is really hard to stop. And so and, and the thing is, Nick plays defense. And then lastly, I would have Nick Emanwari strictly because Nick I know. I mean, he's fast. He's strong. He's a dog, but mainly because he can jump out the gym. And so a roster like that who plays all this defense is physical. You know, we're going to do what we got to do to win. I don't see us losing to anybody. That sounds like a challenge. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Josh Van, I don't know if you're still around Columbia, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. bring Jeez. your squad. <laughs> yes. Boogie's got his. I got it. We're going to do this. Um, we're going to get an NIL deal for yeah. the winner. We can set that up. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There you go. All right. Hey, that's uh, Alex. We really appreciate you coming out, man. That's been uh, Boogie Huntley. It's been uh, awesome, man. been awesome out here at Firehouse Subs. We appreciate Larry Chandler for having us out here at 3250 Fire – not Firehouse Drive, 3250 Forest Drive, Firehouse Subs. Plenty of time still to come on out. We're not going to be here, but the folks at Firehouse Subs will be here. Appreciate you joining us for Chris, for Preston – for Chris, for West, for Preston, and for Boogie Huntley. I'm Chris Clark. It's been the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Thanks for listening. Former Navy SEAL Sean Ryan shares real stories from real people from all walks of life on The Sean Ryan Show. Wealth strategist Rob Luna. If you can solve a problem in this world better than anyone else, you're going to make a lot of money. And that's really what a business's ultimate goal is, whether it's your business or a manufacturing business. It's about solving a problem, making a bigger impact in people's lives than anyone else on scale. I mean, I've been trying to scale my business, but I can't find somebody to conduct these interviews. Yeah. <laughs> the Sean Ryan Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. 
That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 